This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Welcome to Meet Your Congregation. It's me, Caleb, sitting here with Pastor Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. Hey, how's it going? It's been weird. I've been calling Pastor a lot. Yeah, right. Pastor Jay. Today is a special episode for me because uh, we are talking to the man from whose loins I leapt. You're funny. The man who was involved in my DNA genetical makeup, Gregory Paul Fieldrow. Oh, great. Hi, Dad. Yeah, no. Hey, it's super to be here. Hey, you know. Greg. Hey, Jay. Yeah, y- y- y'all are just amazing, actually, to me. Uh, and Kev is so funny. You know, we we trying to give you a Christian education, which maybe you're suffering from. But, um, <laughs> and uh, you one day did come home from school saying, Dad, do you remember when I leapt from your loins? I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Bible does have some really explicit <laughs> explanations for things. And you're like, you're like I, where did you get that? And they're like, the Bible. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wonder if they literally translated what Jesus said, if it would kind of be uh, more like that, you know. Yeah. More vulgar. <laughs> oh. Well, Dad, it's really uh, nice of you to do this, and it uh, means a lot to me. You've been getting uh, involved a little bit, uh, interacting with Revolution here recently. Yeah. And I was telling Jay, I was uh, I was tearing up a little bit this morning, texting you, mm. uh, just thinking about you getting involved and everything. It means a lot, a whole lot to me. It means a lot to me that you're involved, yeah. We usually start these things out with kind of a generic question, just kind of asking um, how you got involved with Revolution, but this is kind of more of an obvious answer, probably. It's because <laughs> your son is involved in it. Um, but what you so you, you've physically been to Revolution twice when you've come to visit, and we'll say that Revolution right now is based in Minnesota, and you are a Duluth native. Yeah, born in Little Fork. I just want to make sure you know that. Oh, born in Little Fork, yeah. Yeah, Little Fork, just north of Big Fork. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up there by the Canadian border. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you look in the in the sky at night, the Little Fork pours into the Big Fork. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can find your way home. <laughs> how about this? What's your impression of Revolution? How how have you? Um, what are you taking away from it? Why are you interacting with it? Tell you what. I, I really believe this, that you all are changing the world because right, God's changing the world through the church and a church needs to be changed. Um, I was thinking about this a minute ago while we were waiting to talk. You know, God's looking down from heaven going, oh, this church thing's not going too well. He's from Minnesota. You know? <laughs> God's and, from Minnesota. I knew it. He created Minnesota in his own <laughs> so, image. Yeah. He's very cold. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll call some people to help with that. And so there you are. That's why I believe yeah, that, and Kev, it, it, the fact that you just got moved to Minneapolis, of all places to go, right? Uh, and that's, that is a calling. And you know, that came up this morning in your service about calling. And we're all called. It's just you're called there. It's really cool. That's sweet of you, Dad. Yeah, just uh, for any listeners who don't know, I, I'm a crazy person who uh, <laughs> decided to move from Kansas City to uh, Minneapolis with, without having even really had uh, any interaction with Jay <laughs> and just decided to superimpose myself into 
the position. And it I, worked out really well, which I'll tell you in the past, that has not worked out so yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I got here, you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> Another... I was like, well, you know, so the fact that we're still talking is amazing. <laughs> the fact that we're friends now. Uh, you just created my curiosity, Jay. What's not worked out well? I've had people show up and say, you know, oh, I feel like I like what your work is doing and what you're doing and I've come here to help and blah, blah, blah. And then they realize, you know, that I'm not – I don't have it all together, you know what I mean, and that I'm introverted and that I'm – you know what I mean? I'm not always there and we're, we don't have a facility or something and they just get kind of let down, you know what I mean? They kind of have like this pedestal or something uh. that I can never live up to and, uh, you know – but Caleb is what he's done is just taken all that and said, all right, well, here's some other ways we can reinvent the wheel and reinvent what you're doing. And re, you know, he's added to the work. You know, I think it's other people who are like, oh, just come and tell me what to do. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you what to do. And Caleb's come and been like, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. I'm like, yeah, right, kid. And then <laughs> we've done all those things and, you know, they've transformed what we're doing. So that's been pretty amazing. Your son's done a great job. And, oh, he is. Yeah. And also just knowing that. I mean, and it's funny because it's not like unlike half the people or even more than half the people we interview about Meet Your Congregation that don't have some disagreements with our theology or ideas and stuff. You know, we're all human and we all have – we're all doing our best to try to understand what is this God thing. And uh, But we do have differences. But I, I just think the, uh, hearing your words, your kind words, and, and, and knowing that you support Caleb, you know, I mean, that's a big deal. You know, when your family supports you and cares about what you're doing, um, even if they don't see 100 percent eye to eye, it, it makes a it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize the impact that that can have, because mm-hmm. I think so many of the people we deal with have been pushed away even by their own family members, you know, because mm-hmm. they've left the church because the church they didn't feel comfortable or maybe they felt hurt by the church and they left and their family was like, well, then if you leave this, you leave us, you know, and mm-hmm. that's that's not you know, to me, that's not what family should be. Family should be, hey, we're in this together. We might have differences, but we're we're mm-hmm. blood, you know. And and so I think that's really incredible. You're you're you've been and, so and we do have differences. Uh, of course, it can be going forever, but you know, the spectrum of, of doctrine. Uh, but the point being, you know, we're brothers in Christ. It's it's cool to have a son who's your brother too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, it it really touched me too. Um, I told Jay about this right after it happened because it it, t- it moved me so much. When you, I'm getting a little bit emotional now. When you sent me that message and you said, um, you said that uh, it we have the same or something about like about how we have the same heart mm-hmm. and and different doctrine and that doesn't matter or something. Yeah, right. That was really yeah. really encouraging. Yeah. Doctrine's just doctrine, you know. And yeah, so I grew up Baptist, as, as your mother did. Your your lovely mother, wife, you know, thirty four years, and your brothers, you know, Alex, Nate, Sam, Nick, and that you've been a great big brother to them, and you've been real with them, right? And it's interesting to me too that you, and at least three of your brothers, uh, came to me one day, you know, each at your own time, saying, "I'm an atheist now." It's like, oh, and, and when you came to me. That was kind of offensive, actually. I thought, well, he's just abandoning everything I believe in. Yeah. And so I went to our pastor. I said, oh, my son just told me he's an atheist. He said, yeah, my daughter just did that. That's So I told her, you know, it's an important decision. It's your decision. I said, okay. I, think, I guess I should be more open. And 
and you've come around, man. You know, it's like the pattern, isn't it? Yeah, right. That's the funny thing, and um, I was thinking that just a second ago. I was like, I was like, well, going back in. Here we go. We're gonna go <laughs> change this thing, and I'm I'm gonna reclaim, try to reclaim some things, and try and and there's a there's a, I, feel, I feel like with church, my approach is I feel like there's a sinking ship, and yeah, I jumped off it for a sec, and then I was like, well, going back in. Here we go. You know, buckle up, boys. Yeah. Here we go. Oh no, Ken, it is sinking, and and y'all are. That's why I'm saying you're changing work. You're changing what the church is doing and it's amazing in what ways do you see us changing it or in what ways do you think that it needs to be changed well the openness i mean so uh <laughs> let's see how do i say this uh when we're in the army we'd go places and you'd, you'd see the chaplain you talk and they get you somewhere in the church to contribute mm. i think jay you've mentioned this too like it's selective right it's exclusionary when we were all in the military, suddenly it was, oh, uh, sure, go sit in the back and listen to this or that, join this or that group. Uh, but I said, well, I led, led this or that group. It couldn't be cool, if, you know. We would do more and allow people to do more. Uh, and so back in Kentucky, that was very hard. Uh, it took like seven years for them to accept us, accept me. You know, becoming a deacon and involved in like a dozen ministries. And then we went to Kansas and it started all over. I couldn't take it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that exclusion happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. And we keep hearing that over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's a really cool thing about Galatians, which. Jay, have you ever heard of that book? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't like the fourth chapter. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, you know. It's just boring. I, I don't mind it. It's just, I don't uh, want to get rid of it, but it's a little bit, okay. it's, the, it's, it's the low point. It's, you know, it's that the you low, need, yeah. you need to get the, the excitement to, back. You need the low to contrast the highs. Yeah, it's like uh, a good adventure movie. You know, you could have the, like, oh, everything's gone bad, and now, whoa, back again. Paul is not well accepted anymore, right? It's He's divisive, for sure. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Paul, um, which is strange, because it's usually a lot of people who think a lot of similar thoughts to me, and I'm going like, well, I don't know how I would have come to these thoughts if it wasn't for Paul, you know? Mm, so I yeah. feel like I'm trying to reclaim Paul a little bit and be like, okay. you yeah. know? Yeah, you know, like wrote half the Bible. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> he did a pretty good job, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually the direction that I was going was saying that. Um, well, I don't know if you were because I know you you now uh, listen in live, which is great, yeah. and you can yeah. comment and interact with other listeners, which is oh, that is so cool, a cool thing. And um, yeah. I don't know if you heard this this in Jay's talk today, which is probably going to date when this was recorded. But anyways, uh, but Jay mentioned. Something that stuck with me was the fact that we just keep be- needing to be reminded about inclusion, you know. Yeah. And it's just, it's it's just funny how quickly we can forget those things. Yeah, and that's what I appreciate about you. And you mentioned the online chat. It's so cool because you don't have to lean over in a church and in a pew and whisper in the person's ear next to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can chat. We'll have a, Could you a, imagine having live online chat behind you, yeah. <laughs> up on the screen behind yeah. you. <laughs> LOL, I agree. I saw a yeah. band. Where do you once. where do you want to go for lunch? That's what that that's what most of the messages would be like. Where do you want to go for lunch? When is he going to be done talking? <laughs> it's also funny because you know I went to the little Little River Baptist Church here in Virginia, uh, and it was founded in like 1752 or something. And but it's it's that classic, you know, you sit in a pew, you wear your tie, uh, 
And yet, I mean, they're, they're just good people. And, and we kind of mentioned that again today too. It's like, how do you connect? And Jay, last week, I think you said, you know, uh, answering a question. It's really cool, I think, that you have the after, after question. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and saying, you know, how do we get real with each other in church? Like, well, we don't. You know, that's not church. <laughs> um, so, and I've I've been in ministries where they they really get real. I mean, it's really, really yeah, you know, yeah. And you you were um, that was just a, a prison ministry thing that you were involved with. Yeah, I just went. You you went, you go to the chaplain. You become an assistant chaplain and stuff at the prison. And that was uh, Congressman Jeff Davis, right? Kentucky, mm, yeah. good old friend. Um, and he dragged me to prison. Uh, <laughs> it's scary going to prison, you know? They open those doors. Click. Yeah, I know. Uh, that was yeah. scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That said, like we're saying, there, there are ministries where you can just be real with each other. And you got to establish that safe, like we are saying last week, you know, space. To just be totally open and honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jay, I, you mentioned AA, and I wanted to say I think we should come up with the A, AA, which would be atypical. Because <laughs> like, you go to those things. I think you mentioned this too. Like, uh, it, and there's some legalism, maybe. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, the book. Big book thumpers, we call them. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, but just. Be open and honest with each other, then say, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like maybe the typical person who goes to those meetings. Um, but we need things like that. But, you know, we need, I think we all need 12 steps. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's such a gracious thing, too, because it's, you know, you grow and you learn and you learn to accept your, your own responsibility. You take responsibility for your own mistakes. You know, I mean, I know doing things about like around resentment. So I was like, yeah, I resent this person because of this. And then I did my own, my own stuff, my, my own inventory. And then realized half the reason I resented them was because of things I couldn't handle. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't them. It, there was things of mine. You own yeah. your own things. You take their stuff. You make amends. You know, there's just all sorts of grace in there. And then if you screw up and you mess up, you pick up a white chip and you go back the next day. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it's like you can't get kicked out of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. You know, and that's... <laughs> Yeah. You know, could you imagine if church was that way? <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and yeah, the openness. I, and I think anybody who drinks maybe should go to AA at least one time. Because I went in and they, because uh, Jane was concerned, uh, I went, when I got into my 40s and we moved, uh, I started drinking it like every night because it had lost my connection to ministry. And so uh, I went there and they asked the questions. And at the end of it, they said, well, maybe, you know. You know, you're like three out of five <laughs> answers. So, um, but you know, you come to meetings, but they're just such, they're just such good people. Yeah. They really are, you know. I think someone, did someone say an afterglow about um, the fact that it's, it's, or no, someone said in an earlier interview about how the fact that it's not run just by like one person. Yeah, no, it's run by all the people. Right? Yeah. It's like a community. There's no leaders yeah. and there's no advertising and there's no, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just really, it's an amazing program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it so Jay, what would what would you take from that for church? Oh, definitely the community aspect of it, uh, the the way that the community is set up, and that no one's no one's thought is above the other person's thought. 
you know what I mean? And it's take what you want and leave the rest kind of mm-hmm. concept. They say yeah. a lot of times in meetings, like, hey, take what you need out of this and just leave the rest, you know? And I find that to be really powerful because there's so many good things that I've taken and other things that I didn't, but later did, I just wasn't ready at the time, yeah. you know? Mm. And uh, I don't know, this like kind of accountability. You read, you read kind of the, the idea of what AA is at the beginning and you do, you know, a prayer but you know the idea is you constantly remind yourself what the steps are and why you're there and it just keeps everybody just that community of just the community that you can't be kicked out of the community that you can never be a stranger in you know Mm -hmm. once you're there you're there all you have to do is share this desire not to want to drink you don't even have to you can still be drinking if as long as you have the desire to not want to drink you know Mm -hmm. and it's just the idea of reconciliation and healing and grace and uh, there's another word i'm looking for restoration the idea of this constant restoration yeah. it's always everybody's restoring and the fact is is that you know i'm helping you to help myself but also to help you you know what i mean it's like a circ- cycle of like you know i've got to give back in order to stay alive yeah. you know and everybody kind of realizes that it's like we all have this necessity to be there for each <laughs> other but also that we'll die without it so i don't know i i think that's a really beautiful concept i mean there's a lot of things i would take from aa but those are just the few things i could think off the top of my head uh, you just remind me um so my father was lutheran and mother was baptist and we were baptist but um so the baptist thing is you know once saved always saved but the lutheran thing is i have been saved i'm being saved i will be saved yeah yes you know that it, it's like you're saying it just is it a desire Am I wanting to be good? It's not, oh, you're not good enough. Yeah. No, are you wanting to be good enough? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like also, they always used to say kiss in, in uh, AA, which means keep it simple, stupid. So I was kind of like that too. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So y'all remind me too of your, your upbringing, right? It, do you have any you want have any issues you want to talk about that you know things we didn't do right you know, that parents could benefit from? Oh man, um, well you, I mean it kind of goes a little bit maybe back to I want to preface any any way that I respond to that by saying it kind of goes back to the whole thing of intent, you know, and, and you all were intending to do well, you know, and you were it was it wasn't like you were trying to be um, even though you're you're an army man you weren't trying to be militant. You know what I mean? You weren't trying to to be invasive, but uh, and, well, and not but, but and I will also say, I I, I think I can say this in a uh, in a nice enough way, but like I think that there is something to be taken from the fact that me and my five or me and my four brothers, all five of us who were who were raised, you know, private school and all that stuff, and there's something something to be observed just in the in the fact that we all pushed back against it you know i think that there there's something being done wrong in trying to like i i heard this metaphor that i really like in, in a small group that i used to go to that you, you don't when when a caterpillar is going to become a butterfly it's not smushed into a butterfly mold you know it's not like you take a caterpillar you smush it into a mold and then it comes out a butterfly you know, it's that you, you, you nurture it and you feed it and, or, you know, it is fed and it, it lives and it grad, you know, 
whenever it's ready to, it becomes a butterfly. And not, not to say that being a Christian is being a butterfly. And, you know, I'm, I'm uh, very in- inclusive with my um, religious beliefs personally right now. That's just where I'm at, uh, what makes the most sense to me. But anyway, um, I don't know. I just think there's something to be observed from that. Just the fact that, like, so many people who are raised in a in an environment, and a lot of it was the schooling. It wasn't even directly just, you know, the parents. It wasn't you, you know, directly necessarily. But, like, I think that being in an environment where it is reinforced by the authorities, you have to be this way, you know, and that this is right and this is not. I think that, that um, you know, every teenager rebels against, well, m- most anyway. It's, it's, it's a pattern in, in teenagers to rebel against authority, you know, to have authority issues and stuff like that. And, and, and so even just even if just for that period of their life that's why punk rock music exists you know but uh but yeah i just i think um i don't know how to do it better if that's what you're asking i don't i don't know i I can just provide those observations you know but uh i'm not i don't i don't know what the remedy is i'm i'm on the inside now trying to fix it from the inside um the philosopher john caputo jack caputo said um we need to tear down the walls of the church from the inside. And that's some, that's something like in my in my kind of deconstruction and reconstruction that just like a, a, a phrase that really, really stuck with me. Tearing down the walls of the church from the inside. Because there, I don't think there should be walls, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciate that. Two things came to mind when you're talking. First was one time Alex told me that I don't want to name names of schools, but um, one time in the Christmas school, there was a three-hour oh, gathering yeah. where they said, someone's going to come forward. Come on, you're going to come forward. We're going to wait here till you come forward. It's like, that's such manipulation. And I and I look back and thought, you know, I had no yeah, idea that right. was even going on. It's not like you, yeah, it's not like you were choosing for that to happen, but, yeah, but, it, but yeah. that was the environment that we were in in that, in that school. There's something else you said last year that kind of shocked me in that, I realized it's true, and that is that I wasn't there for you early in life. And, you know, like the day you're born, I got orders to go to Europe, right, uh, with the Army. And it took a, some months, but I found a place for you all to live, and you and your mother came over. And, and then I set you up in the house and said, oh, by the way, at 4 in the morning, I'm leaving for another few months. Uh, but that's how it was for you. And the good thing was your, your mother was there mm-hmm. for you, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and again, you know, you were you were doing your best. I'm not trying to point fingers at anybody at all. And that's that's a, that was a big thing, definitely in my life, was coming to realize, like, well, even if even if like my teachers and everyone were 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 being destructive in their actions, I think that they were all well well intended enough. I don't know. I, I that's how I try to approach conflict, mm-hmm. just saying like, where's this person coming from and their intentions? Mm-hmm. Were you gonna say something, Jay? Oh, no, I was just gonna say too. It's 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 it's. Like looking back for me, like one thing I don't do is I don't make my kids go to to church um, because I was made to go to church, and I'm, sometimes I wonder like was I brainwashed to believe everything I believe? You know, if I had a free choice, would that have been different? So I don't force my. I mean, I take them when I when their mom can't take them on Sundays, but usually I ask the mom to take them on on Sundays as well because so they don't have to go to church until I feel like they're at an age where they can really kind of understand it more. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to ask them. They ask me questions about God and stuff like that, and I give them my best understanding. But um, so that's something that I've tried to change with with how my parents did it, because you know I went to Christian school as well and church every 
it seems like almost every, every single day. Every day, pretty much. Um, but at the same point, I've talked about this in sermons before, is like how we should write letters to the to the people in the church that 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 disillusioned us and thank them because we're doing the work we're doing now is because we saw that because Caleb got forced to sit in a room for three hours till somebody came up and was probably going like, this is, this is shit. This is not real. This is not the truth, you know? And for us now to say, well, we're not going to dip abandon ship. You know, we're going to stay in it and try to fix it. And even those people who have left the faith, you know, and you hear them talk about it, and I'm going like, well, you wouldn't be at your enlightened point of your life where you don't believe in a, a being in the sky or whatever if it wasn't for the stuff that you had gone through, you know? And I'm like, so we should learn that we can't go back and change anything. We can maybe learn. We definitely can learn from the past and not make the same mistakes. That's a good point. But the fact is, is realizing that we wouldn't be the people we are. You know, and yeah, I have a lot of mental health issues and different things like that. But I don't know what it would have been like had my parents kept their ministry and where my mental health would have been like that or who I would have been or if I would have been one of those people who were hurting other people in the name of Christ. So, you know, I've learned to kind of also appreciate those hard times, appreciate those who even who even put me in bad situations because I I now as a human being don't want to put other people in those situations oh. you know so it's 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 learning to have gratitude for even even that and realizing that those bad situations may have molded me more so than any of the good times that I had you know and maybe made me a better father as well you know with with even with my own father you know the the hard issues that we had and the things that we didn't see eye to eye or even my mom you know it's like now I try to be to add take the things that I really loved about my parents and keep it. And then Mm. the things that kind of made me feel rejected or hurt by that, I try to leave those out and redo it in a different way. Now, of course, you know what, when they're in their twenties, they're going to be saying, Oh, dad didn't do this or dad did too much of that. I mean, that just, that happens no matter how you're raised, but, um, but just learning, you know, and growing from that and, and, uh, hopefully becoming a, a more whole human being, uh, because of your experiences. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And uh, we could quote some verses at this point, right? For, uh, you know, all the... The sins of the fathers are inherited by the children. (laughs) Or God, all things the devil worked out of, like God meant it for good or something. I can't remember the one. Very good. Yeah, Romans. But, um, you know, that we all works together for good. Um, And, wow, you guys are amazing. You really are. I'm curious where you're going, right? Uh, <laughs> we don't know. We are, we're we're, we're showing out. up on Sunday, is what we're doing. You know, we're <laughs> we're 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 doing pot. You know, we're interviewing people and finding out where they're going. Uh, we're just there to help the journey. Hey, that's a good question, Dad. How how has your theology evolved over the years? As as far uh, as like where you came, where you came from, where you started at, and where you are now. Yeah. So you know, as a Baptist deacon and all that, but the. Um, it's funny, you used to come home from Christian school and I'd say something and you'd go, you go, you thought I was a heretic. Did I really? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, I, I never really accepted the full doctrinal questions, uh, even when I was taking hermeneutics, right? Like, it's been kind of a slow march, I suppose. And there are times where you hear something and it resonates. And throughout my whole life, really, it's been the same direction. And that what you all have been saying just resonates like wow finally somebody gets it right uh, 
don't know if that answers what you're saying, the kid. Yeah, that, that means a lot. Yeah, wow, that's incredible to hear. Yeah, yeah, uh, you, 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 you all look great. Thank you, Dad. Wow. Thank you. That means a whole lot. So, um, moving towards wrapping up here, um, we always ask at the end of every interview. Um, it's just a funny thing because it just kind of came up organically, this question, and now we ask it all the time, almost like a segment in, in the podcast episode. Um, what are things do, that you could let us know um, that we could do better at? You know, what are, what are some things that we can improve on? What are some things we can do more of or less of? Do you have any, any uh, constructive feedback for us, positive or negative? Uh, well, first two come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going to take over? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> how do we how do we get real with each other and like I said so there's this ministry called Man at the Cross I was with you know, Bob Hudson that, that's the only place I ever found you could be real with people um, and so something like that might be an extension I'm not saying that's necessary but that for me if I had to pick any church you know to do something like that and a lot of times guys come back from those experiences like we do weekends we do small groups and then people say, I'm never going to church again because church isn't real. Uh, but of course they would go back to church. But then uh, I guess the second thing would be just some technology things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could give you lots of advice as an IT guy, but um, was, it's just great knowing you guys. Oh, thanks dad. Thank you. You're a sweetie dad. Oh boy. Appreciate that. <laughs> this has been an encouraging one. It's been, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. And you're encouraging me good oh, talk you. therapy session on yeah. there you go i need therapy every day so we're multiple times day amen amen i love you dad love you thank you greg thank bye-bye you. talk to you soon bye. we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100 percent by listeners like you hi I'm Caleb with Post-Christian Podcasting. If you enjoyed this show, you might also like another Post-Christian Podcast. Everyone's Autonomous with Marie de la Font. My partner, my ex-partner and I are still, we're like friends. We're on talking terms and stuff. And it's like, there's a lot of people that want me to like burn every photo ever. Yeah. uh, Talk bad about her, you know, and just like pretend like that five years didn't exist in my life. And it's like. I think we get these messages both from the religious but also Hollywood kinds of stuff. And it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's because that person was supposed to meet all my needs and they didn't. Yeah. So now I'm going to hate them. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I think a more mature thing is like we weren't at a place where we could work in that in that kind of relationship together mm-hmm. and we both needed to go different ways. <laughs> yeah. And that was the, that's just the end of the story. You yeah. guys had a good time together. Yeah, exactly. You had your good moments and why would you want to burn that all up? Those those, these are choices that you made. That was a post Christian podcast. <laughs>